powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. He's about to preach the rest of his behind off. <laughs> Would you stretch your hands toward him and say, Blessed be the man who comes in the name of the Lord. Preach, Bishop, and I mean preach. The harvest will hear and obey. He hails from Austin, Texas, where Black's Barbecue got the best brisket. <laughs> Clap your hands and welcome on campus and online for the first time in three years, Bishop Roy Felton Bright Jr. All right. How y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Amen. Oh, you got this fixed good. Good. Who did that? Where yeah. Yeah, thank you. One love. Hey, y'all got to give me just a little more because uh, I, I talked a lot louder. There, thank you. There we go. Um, hey, I'm so happy to be here celebrating and sharing with you guys. I was telling, I was telling Bishop uh, in the office, my wife thought I was uh, uh, losing my mind because I was talking to myself this morning about 730. And she said, who are you talking to? I said, not you. I was, because... Uh, uh, she was like, well, you, you look like a crazy man sitting there talking to you. I said, I'm talking to God because I didn't know what I was going to preach for the 1115. Because, um, you know, I came prepared, but I, I just didn't know. And so now I do. All right. So y'all's uh, theme, uh, this, this series is let's start over, scratch that, let's... Let's, let's start better. And uh, so today, I, I, I want to talk about, and I'm not ready to start, but I, I want to give you what I'm telling you. Uh, we're going to talk about how to get beyond the bitter to the better. Because sometimes bitterness 
stops you from getting to your better. And if you want to start better, you got to get rid of that bitterness, all right? But I just want to tell you, he already stole me. He said he stole my thunder. He did steal my thunder, 30 years. But the 30 years, watch this, is to the same woman. It, it, it's, it's not an accumulative 30 years. Uh, it's the same woman. We have, we have three children and we have two grandchildren. And um, uh, that, that little one, though, that she make, you know, you just shake her. But I understand these days you can't shake cheering no more. Because when I was coming up, you can do almost anything to a kid and you got away with it. But these days you look at a kid wrong, you have to go to jail. But I'm glad to be here. So let's kick it off. Let's get started. We're going to read Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. And I'm going to go ahead on and tell you that this is not going to be information that you haven't heard before, but it's going to be information that you need to hear again because faith comes by hearing, not having heard, okay? So I want to stir your faith today. Um, Baby, come get this watch. I think people are texting me and stuff, and it's driving me nuts. Thank you. Okay, Exodus chapter 1. Watch this. Watch what the Word of God said. Oh, before I get into that, I need to say, I forgot to say this in the uh, 915, but happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, And I also want to tell you that I want you to celebrate this, this anniversary month. Let's celebrate the man of God, Bishop Foreman, the angel of this house. I don't hear nobody. I I still can't hear nobody. All right, Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you as a God, not a God, but as God to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brothers, shall be your prophet. Look at that. I have made you a God to Pharaoh. Over the past few weeks, again, Bishop, you kind of said something I was going to say. The Lord has been dealing with me about my emotions, my feelings and, and my emotions, and more specifically about making sure that I am managing them. Can I ask some people to be honest with me? Do your feelings and your emotions get in your way sometimes? Can I have some folks that not too wholly admit that they allow their emotions and their feelings to, to get in the way. And, and, and so the Lord really has been, de- thank you. I appreciate that. The Lord's been dealing with me because sometimes I get frustrated, right? I don't see what I want to see when I want to see it. And I get an attitude about it, right? It ain't happened as quick as I wanted it to happen. And so I get an attitude about it. And so the Lord's been dealing me with me about my emotions. Get your emotions under control. And that's kind of what I want you to understand is you got to get your emotions. You got to manage them. Because here's the real deal. Your emotions can't do to you what you don't allow them to do to you. Can somebody say okay to that? I need you to understand that you are in control in how you respond. You can't have, you can't control everything that happens around you, but you can control how you respond to what happens around you. And so it's about taking ownership, making sure that you understand that you need to manage your emotions. And why is that? Because we speak what we feel. 
right? And the danger in speaking what we feel is that when we speak what we feel, it can affect our atmosphere. I need somebody to say, I understand that. And so we have to be careful not to allow what we feel cause us to say or speak what we feel because when we speak what we feel, we have the ability to change the atmosphere and what you were expecting to come will never happen because you canceled it with what you said. And so in thinking about how to start over better, I understand that sometimes what interferes with the better can be the bitterness. And so I want to talk about four things that I think will help you get beyond the bitter to the better. And so the first thing uh, that we need to do to kind of strengthen ourselves in getting to the better is we need to perfect the gift. And I thought it was interesting, again, how God just worked because Bishop is doing this master class on spiritual gifts uh, that, that's coming up. The first thing you have to do is you have to perfect your gift. And if you look with me in a very familiar scripture, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 2, uh, verse, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 Uh, And it says this, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is where? Which is where? One more time. Which is where? All right. So Paul is telling Timothy to stir up the gift of God that's in him through the laying on the hands. Watch watch this. The word stir uh, in the Greek is the word anazopurio. Anazopurio. And what it really means is to rekindle. Watch this. Sometimes your bitterness comes from what you thought you were gifted to in working right. Let me see if I can fix it. This side don't. This side ain't saying nothing. Let me see if I can fix it over here. Will they do that to you, Bishop? I need to find me the shouting corner because I like to talk to folks that's going to talk back to me. Where's the shouting corner in this building? I, I, I need to find a place when I say something that registers to you, you let me know that you heard what I said because you respond back to me. Uh-huh. So, so I gave them a shot. Let me give this side over here a shot. Sometimes bitterness comes because what's in you ain't working the way that you're accustomed to it and it requires you to rekindle yourself. Is there some folks over here that's gotten bitter because it ain't worked like it used to? Okay, all right. I, 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 I like to, I'm going to give y'all another shot in a minute, but, but until, until you do better than them, I'm going to keep talking to them. So, so sometimes it's gotten uh, uh, dormant and here's the reason why, because you ain't used it, you ain't exercised it the way you're supposed to. <laughs> you're supposed to have been doing some stuff that you stopped doing because you got mad about something. They coming back on y'all now. See, you stop exercising it the way you were supposed to because somebody pissed you off. I, I feel that section right there. You stop using it because somebody told you, girl, you do too much. And what you thought you were saving yourself because you listened to their words, what ends up happening is what was in you started spoiling. And that spoilage made you bitter. 
I'm telling you, you can't scratch that to better if you don't get rid of that bitterness that's inside of you. I need some folks in this place that's going to decide that they're going to stop letting what's in them spoil. They are going to use the gift that God has placed inside of them. And so it's, it's dormant. It got dormant because you got mad about something and you stopped using it. And the wrong idea is that you think you don't have to. Here's the problem with that. The Bible says that the gift was given to you by God. So you can't decide to not use what God decided he wanted in you. I need some folks in here who are going to recommit themselves right now to do what it is God said I need you to be doing. It ain't something you got to go out and learn. It's already in you and it needs to be stirred. It needs to be rekindled. It needs to be inflamed. Gifts in general, just like a muscle, has to be developed, right? Uh, A person that plays a little bit of that. Let me tell you something. Aaron wouldn't be able to play as good as Aaron played. If he only played at 90. I see Aaron on all the social media people. He, he doing the talk tick and the tick tock. He doing the Instagram and the gram insta. He doing the Facebook and the book face. And you see him on there. What he's doing is he's continuing to build and practice and massage and work because he knows that he can give God his best here if he practices outside there. See, some of you think the only way you can do it is in here, but he didn't gift it to you for in here. You got to be able to also use it out there so that you can bring out there into here. Like, 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 like my, my, my kids' friends be saying, you feel me? <laughs> One time they, he was trying to, he was like, Bishop, you know, no, 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 you feel me? I said, no, I don't feel on you. <laughs> that ain't how you talk to it to me. That works for Kaylin. That ain't how you work for me. So you have, to, you have to exercise it, right? You have to massage it. You have to constantly use it uh, so that you can sharpen it. It, is, it needs to be rekindled. It needs to be reflamed. And see, here's the problem with what's going on some, uh, somewhere around and what Paul was saying to Timothy. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on. These folks are crazy sometimes. Okay, they're crazy all the time. And as a result, because these folks are crazy, you're going to see folks doing all kind of crazy stuff, doing, saying all kind of crazy things, and you can't allow that to make you bitter. Because I need you to really understand, there are folks who don't really want you to succeed. Can I have a witness? There's some folks that are in your previous circle who are on the cooler hoping you fail. They want you to be where they are because they know that if you raise up, they can't go where you're going. Ain't nobody talking to me. They scared 
of seeing you do anything better than what you've been doing. So they want you to fail. And so they always in your ear hoping to convince you to stay exactly where you are. But see, that's why you got to have a daddy. Ain't nobody talking back to me. See, this letter that was written to Timothy was penned by Paul. Let me see if I can fix it for you. It was his daddy telling him, baby, you got to do better. You got to stir up what was already in you. And I'm here to let you know you got a man of God that is always speaking life over you to get you to do better and bigger and more than what you've ever done before. So to get past your bitter, you're going to have to start doing something with your gift. See, what happens is over the last 16 years, for 16 years, Bishop, Bishop Foreman has been pawling you. He's been telling you, get it together. Change how you do this. Break this. Sow this. Do this. And it's all been to get you to the place where you need to be. So you have to do your part. Here's what he said. Put it back up on the screen. Here's what he said. He said, here's what, don't expect me to do it. I'm giving you the two. I've, to, I've told you how. Now it's your responsibility to stir up the gift that was all, that from God that is already in you. So you're having this master class coming up, right? It's because some of you don't know what that gift is. Well, it's time for you to learn. Quit sitting being comfortable where you are. It's time to move up. How are you going to take over the world and you ain't ready for the world? How are you going to open up a new location and you ain't ready for a new location? How are you going to do bigger and more than what you've ever done before if you don't do what it takes to learn what it takes to do what you need to do? So you got to first, you got to protect your gift. But the second thing is really important is you got to press through your past. Here's where we all get hung up. Here's where we all get hung up. The reason that conquering your past is important is because it causes us to have the tendency to filter what God says to us through the ears of our past hurt. Let me say that again. The reason why it's important to get over your past is because we tend to filter what God says through the ears of our past hurt. The stuff that's happened to us before, our failures, cause us to hear God different. Let me give you a great example. You remember Abraham and, and Sarah, they were trying, before they were Abraham and Sarah, trying to have a baby. And all they kept saying is, we've been trying, and now I'm old. We've been trying. I'm 85, she's 75, and we, oh, we've been trying. So it ain't no sense in trying no more. Can I tell you something? Don't ever give up on what God's promised. It's easy to get into the bitterness when you forget because you're filtering what God said to you through the hurt of your past. See, if you do that, then you can end up being like the spies. Remember, he sent out 12 spies, but only two of them came back with a good report. All the other 10 was like, we can't do this. We can't overcome this. We've been getting our butt kicked all of the time. We done face enemy after enemy. We ain't going to be successful. But I know there were two of them who said, you know what? Not only can we do it, we are well able I need some well able folks in this building to get off of your feet and say I don't care what it looks like I'm well able can I find three or four people who say I'm well able I'm well able 
So what you need, watch me, is you need to quit hanging in the company of folks that'll be like the 10 who say we can't do it. Our bishop said your circle is going to change. I'm telling you, your circle is going to change. 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 But you got to let it change. You got to be willing to let folks that don't have no current place in your life buy. It ain't rude. You got to have some self-preservation. There's some ninjas in your life you better give the deuces to. Because they don't bring any value. All they are are leeches. They're trying to suck everything you got. You are blessed and you're letting folks suck your blessing out of you because you saying you trying to be loyal. Loyalty ain't being stupid. Loyalty is about making sure you're connected with folks that y'all can feed off of each other with. So it's these past pains. It's these, it's these past pains that end up uh, making you bitter because you've, you've heard what God said, but you don't believe it because it, it ain't happening. Your filter's all jacked up. And realistically, it keeps us from believing what God's promised us today. We look at our current situation, and what we end up doing is applying the law of linkage. And it says that it happened like this before, so it has to happen like this again. I, that same feeling I had before was because of this. So when I have that feeling again, it's because of that same thing. You have linked it to the wrong thing. See, the linkage didn't give you the lesson that you were supposed to learn from it, which is learn and move on. You learned and stayed. And so what you end up doing is you, you start rehearsing your past pain over and over and over again, and you can never get past that pain because you keep rehearsing it every time you see a similar situation. Every time I'm almost blessed, this happens. Every time I'm almost delivered, this happens. Every time, And so then you stop trying, and you stay bitter. And for 16 years, the man of God has been trying to teach you, get past the bitterness. Scratch it. Get to the better. But then there's a second portion of this, but pressing past your pain. It's not just your, uh, uh, your, your real pain, but it's also your past successes. Because this is important. When you have won, it causes you to be scared to fail. When you've succeeded, it makes you scared to take chances. But watch this. You took chances to win, but now you're scared to take chances because you said, I've done all of this and I'm scared to lose it now. Let me tell you something. God didn't give it to you to lose it. He gave it to you. You remember the people with the talents? You remember the people with the talents? Uh, one of them hit their stuff in the ground and they thought they were doing something. You only get more when you take a chance with what you've already got. Boy, let me tell you something. I remember, I even told, I, I told Bishop, Bishop got on TV and I was like, Bishop, you got 20 people. What is you on TV for? Come on. Come on. Come on. 
You remember, you remember I was at the conversation? At the very beginning, this was at the very, very beginning. He was doing stuff that seemed out of the ordinary. Like, why would you be spending that amount of money doing that? He said, I want more. God's promised more. So I'm going to do everything I need to do to get to the more. I need you to quit settling for what you have. And you need to take a risk past what your successes look like and decide you're going to get more of what God has for you. Some of you are stuck on stupid because you keep repeating the same stuff you've been doing. No offense. That's what we say. That's what we say in Austin when we offend somebody and we know we offend them. We follow it up so it don't look bad by saying no offense. Our goal of the whole time was to offend, but you don't, you don't want to come off like a butthole, so you just say no offense. I'm talking to y'all like y'all from Austin. I, let, let me be more prim and proper for you Denver, Colorado folks. <laughs> so you rehearse your past pains and you never uh, uh, allow yourself to experience. And the problem with those things is that when, when unbelief enters your thoughts, it impacts your ability to have joy. And so without joy, all that's left is bitterness. When you can't be happy beyond the happenings, because happiness is tied to happenings, and when you can't be happy beyond the happenings, which is where joy is all rooted in because it comes from God, when you can't have joy, then all you have left are waiting for moments to come by where you can say, oh, I'm happy for that. You start looking and waiting. And here's the problem with waiting on moments. Can I help you? Here's the problem with waiting on moments. You'll start seeking out moments in places you ain't got no business being. You, you'll start going to places and people that you have no business being connected to trying to find the moment because the drug of that moment done worn off and you need another hit. Can I tell you that if you get connected to the right people at the beginning? Can I tell you if you get connected with the right church from the beginning? Can I get you to understand if you get connected to the right man of God from the start? Hallelujah! You won't have to be chasing moments. All you gotta do is sit under the voice of the man of God that God has placed you under and your life will never be the same again. Because what happens is the scars of the old wounds affects your ability to believe for the healing that you need. Don't let your past make you bitter. Then there's another thing. If you're going to actually get past the bitter to the better, am I helping anybody today? Hey, and then I sure appreciate that, man. If you're going to get past the bitter to the better, the next thing you got to do is you have to possess the power. You have to possess the power. Go back to Exodus chapter 7, and I want to read to you verses 1 through 4 so that you can see what happens. Watch this. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I've made you a God to Pharaoh, and Aaron, your brother, shall be your prophet. 
You shall speak all that I command you. And Aaron, your brother, shall tell Pharaoh to send the children of Israel out of his land. In other words, to let him go. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pause on it because I want them to see some stuff. Verse 4. Is that where I stopped in my notes? I might have taken it a little further. Okay, verse 4. But Pharaoh will not heed you so that I may lay my hand on Egypt and bring my armies and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgments. Here's what I want you to know, is that you have to understand where your power is and you have to actually possess it. Let me see if I can teach it to you real quick. The interesting thing about Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 is that this is after Moses and Aaron had already met Pharaoh and told him what God said. That happens in chapter 5. When Moses spoke and acted, here's the key of what verse 1 says. uh, When Moses spoke and he acted, it didn't look like Moses, but it looked like God. Watch what it says. So the Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you as God to Pharaoh. What happened is when Moses spoke, Pharaoh didn't see Moses. What he saw was God. Why is that? Why is that? Here, I'm, I'm going to help you. Somebody say me, ask me why. why? I, maybe this section, this section won't hear. These don't. Can somebody ask me why? why? You have to take into consideration that when you contemplate the idea of shadows is this. Shadows are always bigger than the person from whom they're reflecting. Let me see if I can fix it. You can see me, but if you see my shadow, my shadow is longer, my shadow is wider. And we mistake what happens in the book of Genesis when God says that he made us in his image. We misinterpret the word image there uh, for imagios, which is the Greek word, but that's not the word that's used. In the Hebrew, it's the word teslim, which means shadow. I think some of you missed it. When God, what God essentially saying is that I made you in my shadow. Oh, so that when the enemy is seeing you, what he is seeing is something larger than who you are. I need some folks in this place that are going to be okay with talking to all of your enemies and tell them, you must not know about me. See, the problem is, is that if you don't possess your power, then you look just like who you are. But when you decide, I am a king and I am a priest, I am the royal priesthood of God, I run this thing. You cannot be scared to be all of who God made you to be, baby. You cannot be scared to be everything. That, that's what's going to cause you to see open doors and you kick them open. That's what's going to cause you to look at stop signs and throw them down because you don't care what it looks like. What you care about is what God said. Yes! Yes! I need you to possess your power 
because I'm telling you, you're going to be able to have doors open that will close all the time. And it's going to be like them, it's going to be wooden doors, but it's going to be like them automatic doors when you walk in the supermarket. It's going to see you coming and it's just going to automatically open because it's going to know he's not the one I ought to be messing with. She ain't the one I ought to be messing with. They ain't the one I ought to be messing with. Harvest ain't the one I ought to be messing with. Bishop Foreman ain't the one I ought to be messing in. You don't want none of me. You don't want none of me, baby. You don't want none of me, baby. You don't want none of this fire. Because when I come, I'm bringing fire with me. I'm bringing fire with me. I'm bringing fire with me. I'm bringing fire. I'm bringing, I'm bringing some smoke in the city. Yeah. Don't forget, he say, I made you as God. And I, what I love is it's not as a God. Because a God, that might be a God better than a God. But I made you God, which means can't nothing be better than who I am. The Pharaoh. Whew. Jesus. Uh, there's one more. There's one more thing. And, and honestly, I don't even know if I need to say this one, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The next thing you do is you need to permutate your prayers. In other words, your prayer has to change. See, can I, can I tell you, there's some folks in this section, in this section, in this section, in this section, and online that ain't been praying today full of potential. You've been praying for just a little bit, and God says, I want to give you more than that. You're going to have to change how you pray. And the only way you change how you pray is you got to change how you see. And the only way you can change how you see is if you change what you say. So I need some folks in the building that are okay with changing what they say so they can change what they see. And then that can make it change what they pray for. Because you can only pray for and get what you can see. And then watch this. And then there's a next level where he says, eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, neither has it entered into all the things. Not that I'm going to give, but that I've already prepared. When I tell you your prayers need to change, look at James chapter 1. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, not doubting. Why? Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Next verse. For let not that man suppose that he'll get anything from me. If you pray and you really don't believe, then don't have no expectation. See, our past, our fears, our hurts, 
All of those things which root bitterness in us can cause us to not believe God the way we should. And what we'll end up being, and I thank you for this, Ross, but we'll end up being chained to that emotion. It's going to lock us down and it's going to keep us exactly where we are. And I'm telling you, I'm here to prophesy to you today. God wants more for you. That God's going to give more to you. I'm here to tell you that God says, if you do what you're supposed to do, if you act how you're supposed to act, if you give how you're supposed to give, if you walk the way you're supposed to walk, I'm going to blow your mind. going to blow your mind because I'm going to do something you ain't even expected. I'm going to go around the corner and do something completely different than what you even expected. I'm going to blow your mind. Who wants their mind blown by God? Who wants their mind blown by God? Who wants God to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think? Who wants their mind blown by God then you gotta get past the bitter you got to get past the bitter and harvest you are blessed because you have a man of God that will not allow you to stay where you are For 16 years, Bishop has been pulling people out of their places that have generational curses, that have been having lack in their lives, that's been having these bad relationships, these cycles of abuse. He's been pulling you out so that you can have better, but you have to own the process. And it starts with, you got to stir up your gift. You got to get past your past pains and failures and successes. You're going to have to 100% possess the power that God has for your life. And then you're going to have to change how you pray. You're going to have to pray bigger and you're going to have to see bigger. And you can only do it if you say bigger. Denver's, uh, Denver is the starting point. The world is where God has for harvest. I need some folks who believe that God wants harvest all over the world, taking over all the world, taking over every place, every city, every state, every country, every nation. There needs to be a harvest where people know that God is bigger than anything that you got going on. This ministry is about empowerment and your man of God is about empowerment and he's given you the tools to be empowered but you gotta own the process. And so if you want to scratch out that that over thank y'all if you want to scratch out that over and get to that better You make the decision to do that. And you do that by your actions starting now. I want Bishop to come and I want him to talk about 
a relationship with God, but then I need to come back because there's something I need to say after that. But I, I want him to come up now and encourage people to get in the right relationship with God because here's the deal. you got to have God in your life if you expect to ever get to where you're trying to go. I'm going to come back in a minute. But Bishop, lead everybody into this relationship that they need to have with, 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 with Jesus Christ. And then I'm coming back. Listen, if you're in this building or you're online where the majority of us are, somebody say, I make the decision today. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. Wherever you're at, if you need to become a Christian for the very first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your day to return to the Lord. This morning at the 915, a harvest I hadn't seen in years was in this building and they had moved away and I didn't know them. they moved away. They were in this building at 915 and they gave me a hug and said, Bishop, the prodigal has returned. Uh, for some of you watch me and they said, but I've been watching you every morning online. I've been watching you every every morning online from the DMV. That's uh, D.C. and Maryland and Virginia area. Listen, for some of you today, you need to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, some of you, you're not sure where things stand with the Lord, but you want to be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, heads bowed, eyes closed, in this building and online. Listen, why do you have us to do that? Because sometimes when, when you're looking at people, you're going to impact them making a decision. And we don't want anybody to miss their moment because you're staring them down in their face. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself, Lord. Or you just want to be sure. So, Listen, this is not something to play with. This is not like walking away from your car and hoping that you hit the alarm. This is life and death. This is heaven and hell. This is serious. So if you need to give your life to the Lord for the first time, recommit yourself or be sure on the count of three. In the building, you're going to slip your hand up online. When the majority of us are, you're going to do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, I would, if I were you, I would miss this moment. Nothing wrong with being sure. One, two, three. If that's you, put that hand up. I see you. I see you. I see you. Come on, I need you to celebrate every hand that's in this building. And every hand that's online, hallelujah. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I'm getting past the better, bitter to get to the better. Everything for my life is only up from here. Come on, say that with authority, please. Say everything in my life is only up from here in Jesus name listen if you just prayed that prayer for the first time recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're sure we celebrate you I said we celebrate you if you singles don't put your hands together and clap I said we celebrate you Listen, I want you to take out your phone, text your sister to 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.